Welcome to 1001 Radio Crime Solvers Podcast. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and we want 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to be your favorite place to go to enjoy a great mix of vintage detective shows from the golden age of radio. The scripts were great, the action was hot, and even the old commercials are enjoyable. And now, another episode of 1001 Radio Crime Solvers is ready to go. Enjoy!
turned and looked across the street. Hank Page was just stepping off the curb. He was jaywalking, but that didn't explain what happened. and jumped back out of the way. It saw him, too. The wheels cut sharply towards him, and the front buffer caught him to bump his knee. All right, all right. Keep moving there. Keep moving. Come on, come on. Back on the sidewalk. Come on, now. We'll take care of him. We'll take care of him. Damn. Damn, yeah, Hank. Leave him be, Mr. Spade. Leave him be. I've got to get his Come on, get these people back. This man's hurt bad. Give him some air. Better not try to talk, Hank. Oh, no.
outside, the fog was rolling in. I stopped under a streetlight and spent an estimated 45 seconds trying to figure out what time it was for the calendar watch my secretary gave me for Christmas. The barometer was falling, it said. The, tra- the temperature was 63, and I was fa- facing northwest. I looked in a jewelry store to find out it was 423. My hour was nearly half gone, and the only clues I had were a cigarette case and a black eye. I took the case out of my pocket and opened it. There were cigarettes, and I took one out and lit it. It was nasty. I saw something green behind the cigarette. It looked better. It looked like money. When I examined it more closely, I wasn't so sure. The printing on it was Dutch, and the amount was 100 florins. The banks were closed, but it only cost me two nickels and a pay telephone to find out where to take it. It was a small but solid-looking establishment on Montgomery. The gold lettering on the plate glass window said Van Pelden Meisner, commercial agent... Amsterdam, New York, San Francisco, Macassar, and Curacao. Gentlemen, here. I uh, want to see Mr. Meisner. Uh, there is no Mr. Meisner. There's only Van Pelt, and I'm Hendrik Van Pelt. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't say it like that. Maybe you can help me. What can I do with you? Well, uh, somebody paid me off for a job in Dutch money. I want to know how much it's worth. Oh, this better than Meisner, I know. The value of money. Show me, please. Maybe you'd like a cigarette, too. That's Dutch. Please. My brand, Sumatra Queen. Thank you. Oh, good. You like it? No, the money. 100 florins. I under the light look. Uh-huh. Serial number. Here is M. Quadrate clear is. Seals with color is. Paper. Paper, excellent. Give it a shake. What's it worth? Well, I'll look. Uh, latest quotation with Florin uh, against the dollar. Uh-huh. Yes. $53.34. That's what the exchange fee taking out. Uh, you like $10 notes? I love them. You mean that money's real money? Who knows better than I should? Yes. My brother was engraver to the Royal Dutch Treasury. <laughs> I myself in the manufacturing ward until the occupation coming was... <coughs> Pardon me, would you mind saying that again, please? Uh, so in the manufacturing from all kinds of money, including already currencies from the Indies, East and West, Java, Tel Aviv, Borneo, and Homeland, Netherlands. Yeah? Also, six months in Bulilong, Bali, where I'm English learning. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> learned English? Several foreign languages. Uh-huh, too, uh, I see. Well, I'll take it in ten. Pity to remove them from the beautiful case. 
They go together, cigarettes and the case. How, how much? What would you say it's worth? Well, that good gold. Five hundred dollars? What do you pay? Eh? Nothing. I took it out of a dead body. Uh, get out! Get out of the grave, Robert! Help! Police! Stop these! Okay, Help. okay, Mr. Van Pelt.
back. A guy was sitting at a desk in his shirt sleeves checking off figures in a ledger. I introduced myself, and he told me his name was Ben Soleil. He shook hands, and then he waved me to a chair across the desk. Oh, this is awful, Sage. What with one thing and another, we're heels over head and work, and got to pull with these books, and I don't know a thing about it. And I... Oh, pardon me. Hammering my face into the boards. 
that you can't throw a brass cuspidor through a plate glass window into a rush hour crowd in downtown San Francisco without attracting attention. The hour of rescue was at hand. Exactly 5 p.m. Good morning. 
Uh-huh, and you want me to hold a gun on him while you give him the air. Oh, you say it like that. 
spread, was brought briskly across the street and into a neon-lighted bar and grill. Something about his swagger bothered me. Giving him the gold key might or might not have been as smart a move as I thought it was, but I was sorry I'd given him back his knife. Sam Spade, sucker. I was led to believe that you were the man to help my fiancée and myself out of this embarrassing situation. 
Your fiance? Uh, Wanda? Yes? Yes, it's fiance. I'll be absolutely frank with you, Spade. I had hoped by bringing you and Johnny Steve together under circumstances that you might be more peculiar. In self-defense, of course. My apologies. It would have been the merciful way out for Johnny, and it would have saved many lives. I know Johnny's a teacher. He will try to get back on top. He'll stop at nothing. I believed them, and it was no mistake. That's why I almost hope they didn't know where Johnny was, but they did. After they left Wanda's apartment, they crossed the street and went into the neon-lighted bar and grill. By the time I got downstairs, they were on their way out again with Johnny in the middle. They didn't look like they wanted to go, but they dragged him into Malloy's limousine and he went. I did too. The trail ended on the Embarcadero at the Harborview Hotel. By the time I got into the lobby, Johnny and his two guards had disappeared up a ratty-looking flight of stairs. I started up after them, but then I stopped cold. Johnny, 
gave you a working over.
Jim Keller, I didn't have the heart. We uh, talked some more, and uh, so did the marshmallows. Well, uh, anyway, what I'm getting at, Sunday, uh, is this. Uh, some jerk from the DA's office informs me that you want her for questioning as an accessory before the fact. In my opinion, this angle of the case requires more uh, personal research, and with all modesty, I think that I am the man for the job, and will be, as long as she thinks I have the 500 grand. And if I do have it, Lieutenant, watch out for your bag. Period. And it will go. That wraps it up for tonight's show at 1001 Radio Grime Solvers. We really enjoy good reviews, so when you have a chance, say something nice about a selection of shows, or maybe suggest some to us. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.